And we're live. By the way, I've updated it as well, Alex, now, so people can see when you're dancing. So everybody just saw you dancing in that intro, which is beautiful. Uh, I, I was just, I'm still trying to see if we're live on LinkedIn because I, I, I really want to be live on LinkedIn, but I don't know whether it's worked. I can't tell. It doesn't look like it has, has it? But I'm refreshing and nothing seems to happen. You saw, I, I had all that piece ready that I've just gone through with you and I, I, let's do it anyway. <laughs> now live on LinkedIn, but I, I don't think we are, but you know, there you go. anyway, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm fine. Just uh, finished uh, a big day of work, let's say. <laughs> Every day is a big day of work lately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with the apartment renovation is still not finished i just recently put out uh, the, the put on actually the curtains and uh, yeah lo lots of stuff to do around here so i guess i will not have a holiday anytime soon <laughs> under these conditions <laughs> and really a lot going on and you just quit your job as well or recently yeah, yeah. In March, uh, everything started in March, actually. So basically, my journey started somewhere in November. So I don't really know how, but I just, uh, I think it was a discussion at work that maybe in February, March, we'll return back to office. And uh, I, I was just saying, yeah, but I liked it so much working from home. <laughs> I don't really want to return to an office. And then I, I wanted to basically um, switch my career into something that can be done remotely. Since I'm working in the automotive industry, it's not really a flexible industry. So lots of, uh, let's say, employers request that you work on the, yeah, in an office. So you have equipment and everything. So it's all this... Yeah, let's say also an um, old mentality, maybe. Mm. Let's say classic or conservative, because old might sound bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically that's where my journey started, somewhere in November. So I tried looking into freelancing and all that. And, uh, yeah, basically uh, I, I thought it would be hard to start freelancing in the automotive industry. So I wanted to become a, a product uh, manager of some sorts because uh, I already worked as a manager, as a team leader and all that. And I thought I can basically transfer those uh, skills into something new. So that's basically how I got to Twitter as well, <laughs> because during my journey of uh, becoming a product manager, then I, I, I had to have some kind of, uh, let's say, portfolio to show some, somehow that I'm a good or at least a potent <laughs> uh, product manager. So I started working on some side projects then i found reddit first I, I did some stuff on reddit posted some stuff tried to help people in the startup scene there and then uh i, I found out about indie hackers and then I started using that platform as well, started interacting with the people there. And I saw that somehow Indie Hackers is intertwined with Twitter. So there are lots of features to post on Twitter, to get data from Twitter and all that. So I, I gave Twitter a, a go. I, I never actually used uh, Twitter before. So for me, Twitter was all about, uh, I don't know, Elon Musk and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, some politicians from the USA. So <laughs> I never actually used Twitter or it's not really that popular in Europe in general. So yeah, I, it, it was, let's see what's, what's happening. So basically my Twitter account started in the 1st of December, 2020. 
and, so and that was the first time you'd ever used Twitter in your yeah. entire life. Yeah, yeah, that was the start. So my first posts were basically, I don't know, I tried to post something because I didn't know how, how it works. And I think by the end of December, I had like 40 or 50 followers. I don't have the numbers here. <laughs> so it was basically nothing. And I, I started learning how to use the platform, how the, let's say, potent guys do it on, on Twitter. How do you grow on Twitter? How do you create an audience, basically? Mm. And during this journey, around January or February in that area, I found uh, I found you, I found uh, Arvid, uh, also Jamie. So lo lots of people around uh, that uh, basically inspired me and I had uh, let's say some kind of connection with people so I could talk to people for the first time in a more let's say it's not really intimate <laughs> but it's it somehow uh, I, I don't know it, it, more personal yeah. than other platforms something like that and basically around February I, I started messing around with mind maps and that's when my account blew up actually so i had like i don't know a couple of hundreds of uh, of uh, followers and then i went to 2000 in like one month so that's basically how my my twitter growth happened i, I started posting mind maps uh, different visual uh, different concepts put visually in a mind map and then uh, yeah in the same time i also did some uh, let's say it's not really a blog it's a blog slash newsletter combo because it's actually hosted on Substack, but uh, i treated it like some kind of blog and that basically was uh, let's say the vehicle of getting my my first freelancer contract because i started posting the same content on linkedin and then I attracted attention basically um, upon myself. So yeah, somewhere around March, I actually got my first, uh, it's not really freelancer gig. It's actually a consulting job. That was my first uh, thing. And then after I announced my uh, resignation at my former job, uh, an old boss called me and, and asked me basically, hey, I, I heard you're quitting. What what are you doing now? And I said, okay, I'm starting this new journey into freelancing or something. <laughs> I don't know. And he said, okay, here's the deal. We have a project and we need a team. I said, okay, I can do that team for you. <laughs> and that's basically how I started my company nice. <laughs> with the former boss. So I, I immediately started contacting uh, people from my network, uh, former colleagues uh, and all that. The, the best I could find, actually. <laughs> so we basically assembled a team of four people, with me included, and we started working on this contract as well. So right now, my company is basically doing two contracts. One is solo, me doing consulting work for a company, also to build a team for them. And uh, another contract is basically me and a team, which is part of my company, basically. And we are doing software development for an external company. So we are basically a, a supplier of software for, for this company. And it's, it's in the same field. So still in the automotive industry, still embedded development, still C programming and all that. So I managed to quit my job and work remotely and start my, no, my own company, but I actually didn't switch <laughs> any kind of career. So it's the same thing that I did basically since, I don't know, seven years now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Man, there's, there's so, so many threads to pull on here. I think the first thing I want, <laughs> want to ask is that... Um, 
So you'd never use Twitter. Were you using other things? But assuming you've used Facebook or... Yeah, yeah, I used, but I, I was never really active on, on Facebook. So I basically used Facebook as a news platform yeah. and to see how the, uh, I don't know, friends are doing or to check on them. And basically, I, I mostly use the messenger function of the Facebook since most of my friends use Facebook. So when I want to get in touch with them, I usually use uh, Facebook Messenger, sometimes WhatsApp as well. But yeah, Facebook was my main platform. I also tried a little bit uh, on, on Instagram. I tried to do some photos to, to make some kind. I don't know what I tried to do. I, I, I also <laughs> like photography. So I, I snapped some nice picture with my DSLR camera. And uh, actually, it's a mirrorless camera. But yeah, still, I, I tried posting them on Instagram. But uh, I couldn't be consistent with that because I, I'm not every day out and about to, to search for the perfect shot or something. I just took some shots when I was in holiday or I don't know when I got the, I don't know when I wanted it basically. So I couldn't do it consistently. And that meant I, I couldn't really build anything there. So I, it, my Instagram account is now only for visual inspiration. So I also don't follow, I don't know, uh, celebrities or something. I use Instagram for following pages of photography, photographers, art uh, and everything that's uh, yeah technical uh, with a good aspect so cars motorcycle spaceships <laughs> sci-fi stuff so everything that has visual inspiration in it that's how i used instagram but as a content creator i was basically never a content creator so i just started twitter and i said okay let's put out there whatever i think of <laughs> just so how, how how long were you uh how long were you working how, how long have you had a career uh so i've been working in the automotive industry for the last almost eight years then i worked one more year in a totally different uh field but still software development but it was for accounting software and then I also had an internship uh, position for some uh, graphical stuff. Uh, it was basically a still low level embedded development, but it was for a, um, I, I don't know, it was a smartphone that had some kind of image processor in it. It was never launched actually. It was a project from Google. Uh, I don't know how it was called, uh, Project Ara or something. I, I really forgot. Yeah. So it had all kinds of sensors in it, in lasers and stuff. And you could map, 3D map the, the room you're in or shapes. For example, a chair, you could just point the phone and it would create a 3D representation of it. So it, it had all these, uh, I don't know, experimental features, but I don't know what happened to it since it was only an internship for like three months. So for the summertime, I was still studying in university at that time. And uh, yeah, it was basically uh, mandatory each uh, summer to have some practice and uh, internship position counts as practice and it's also paid. So <laughs> big <Yeah>. win. <laughs> so so it, was, it was like eight years then you were working as... Uh, a developer in other roles i'm always curious to ask what actually made you finally start to jump on twitter what what was it about twitter the, rather than anything else it, it was basically because or due to indie hackers because okay. something about that platform sent me to to twitter I mean, lots of people there were using Twitter. If you were clicking on accounts on, on indie hackers, you would see their Twitter handle and email. So that those were the only two features that you could see on somebody's account. And I said, okay, let's, let's try Twitter. 
I, I never actually have any interest of uh, Twitter until I got to Indie Hackers. So that was basically the start of the journey. And then I, I started posting basically the same content that I would post on Indie Hackers or Reddit, but I just switch everything to, to Twitter. And then since the format is way smaller, I try to make more uh, content from the same idea, let's say. And if an idea was bigger, I would just create the blog post. So I had some blog posts and then I would derive some content from it. So somehow the format fitted my, my daily routine and I could also just put one thought, random thought, just two lines of text, put them out in the world and see what happens. <laughs> of course, in the beginning, nothing happens because when you have 70 followers, no one actually <laughs> follows you. <laughs> so, so I had lots, uh, lots of engagements with other people. So I was just giving my two cents to other people. It was basically me offering my support to people that started startups. So it's, it was still around the indie hackers idea mm. somehow. So I use it uh, in the beginning as an extension to indie hackers. So I was mostly interacting with other indie hackers. And after that, I started using Twitter more as a standalone platform. And then I discovered all those other areas of, of Twitter. So marketing Twitter, tech Twitter, I don't know, money Twitter, and all those, I don't know, small or big circles, however you, you want to think about them. So everything happened. And uh, I also happened to be there somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. I, I, re I kind of remember when you first started replying to a few of my tweets and it's crazy this serendipity that you get on twitter because i've been on twitter for a really long time like <laughs> 13 or 14 years or something and it wasn't until the last year and a bit where i actually decided to start you know creating content rather yeah. than just using it like you use facebook i, I because there, there was a, a whole bunch of us kind of local developers and designers and people like that that used to use it to stay connected and and it, it wasn't until last year that I decided to start making things so I always find it quite interesting when people actually come onto Twitter like you did for the first time and you saw it as a content creation platform straight away because I didn't see that idea for <laughs> like a really really long time and, and I had a reason to see that idea as well because I had a business and I, I should have been promoting it and all that kind of thing, but I was just posting shit on Twitter for for twelve years. So, <laughs> it always, yeah, it always interests me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I I don't know some something about Twitter. I, I think I also get uh, got the courage to post more on Twitter because I had basically zero friends on Twitter, so I had oh, I don't I know no fear yeah. of posting anything that. I don't know, comes to my mind because on Facebook, I have friends on Instagram. I have friends, every platform that I use, I have friends there. So old friends, people that know me since forever, but on Twitter, there's nobody. They're only strangers. <laughs> so then I have no reason not to put myself out there. So that's basically, I don't know if this was one of the things that I actively thought about, but I'm sure that in the back of my mind, I had always this thing that there is no risk. I mean, what could happen? So nobody could you didn't download any Twitter guides or anything like that when you first got on Twitter or anything like that? No, no. I, ju I just started posting. I, I used hashtags like everybody <laughs> when you <use this laughs> Twitter yeah. for the first time. And uh, the only, uh, let's say, uh, 
guide or guideline that I used in the beginning of using Twitter and I still use today is I don't follow pages. I only follow people. So if I like, I don't know, some company, I try to find who is behind it. And if they have interesting, uh, let's say content, then I follow them. Otherwise I don't, because there are also people that don't actively use Twitter. So I don't really follow everybody. So I, I, I basically only follow people on Twitter because I want to see their ideas, their, I don't know, thoughts yeah. and all that. So I, I think yeah. that's a good idea. I, I think I, I, I try to do that as well. There's very few companies I follow because they're just not interesting. Either. It's you, you want to hear the thoughts behind, you know, you want to hear Elon Musk. You don't want to hear <laughs> Tesla's press releases. You want to hear Elon Musk's stupid takes. That's, that's that's really what twitter's all about for me and it's why i say so much on twitter about bringing your personality out on twitter because it is literally the only thing that differentiates even me and you you know we're living in different countries right now we do pretty much completely different jobs we kind of work in the same kind of industries but even then me and you put next to each other on the street we're exactly the same you, you know, until we start talking and expressing our opinions, yeah, yeah, honestly, you know, actually having a bit of fun with it and things like that. And I think you got that quite early on in Twitter as well. You, you, you there wasn't an. I didn't get the sense that you were trying to, you know, be professional or you know, be stuffy or, or anything, anything like that. And I, I think when I started, I actually wanted to present myself as some kind of marketing expert, <laughs> but, but I, I couldn't really sell that. So I just, okay, whatever goes. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was never really a marketing expert. I was always, a, let's say, a marketing aficionado or however you pronounce it. <laughs> so I, I always liked marketing and studied it on the, on the side, but I never did actually meaningful in, in marketing. So it was basically just me saying mumbo jumbo about growth hacking or whatever. So yeah, the concepts are good, but I never really applied them. So I just switched to whatever I do daily, which is basically more comfortable because I can talk out of experience and I still experiment with this today because I still have no idea how to express my day-to-day uh, challenges at work, for example, in a transparent manner in on, on Twitter because... Uh, for example, if you do web development and you work on your own project, you can just take snippets of code or whatever and just picture some prototype that you've uh, scribbled and put it out there. But I can't do that because everything is NDA protected and there are lots of code generators which are NDA protected by other companies. So it's everything very structural and office and, uh, I don't know, formal. So I cannot really do more than, I don't know, screenshot of my visual studio visual code however you call it just should, to show that this is my theme that i use is the default theme so <laughs> you should just put a, a screenshot of a single character on there just a symbol just share a single symbol every day like a question mark and, the, <laughs> and then share a chevron the day after it's so writing some really good code today guys and just share single characters and nothing else yeah i i also thought about this the other day that i i really didn't no effort in showcasing my humor on, on Twitter. So I, I don't know why. <laughs> I think I have a fairly decent sense of humor, but I never actually expressed this on Twitter. I just made it too, maybe a little bit too serious. So maybe I should play with that as well to just to put yeah. everything there. Because uh, I think this 
think that you niche yourself in some kind of uh, audience or marketing, Twitter, tech, Twitter, everything. I, I think it also has downsides because most people are not really about only marketing or only tech or only something. We are multivalent people. So we have different interests in different points of time. So if I'm renovating my house, I'm uh, suddenly a designer of interiors <laughs> because I, I look that up. I, I search on Pinterest. I, I look up ideas. So eventually I have some kind of basic knowledge. I also did, uh, before I started uh, renovating my apartment, I also did uh, 3D representations of the furniture and all that. So I found some tool online and I just started creating stuff just to see how things look. So yeah, it's basically a journey. So I, I just want to share that. So I, I'm trying to switch from here is this business account or something <laughs> to something more. This is me and this is my journey. Well, I, I, th- I think that's the best way to do it. I you, You'll have noticed, well, in fact, probably from when you started really interacting with me, I, I was already deep down this hole anyway, you know, just, just being me online and nothing else. You see me on a video on Twitter I'm exactly the same talking to you on the podcast right now versus <laughs> versus if we were working together on a project. But when I first, so I'd been on Twitter for 12 years, when I first decided to start taking it seriously like you did, I was very serious. I, I was, it was very, very business Craig. And, and business Craig is not a natural Craig. Uh, <laughs> business Craig doesn't exist and he was invented for Twitter. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I think you should you should just be you. You should just be you. And I, it's what's further validated this for me is the way that LinkedIn started to go as well. LinkedIn used to be pretty serious, and it, you know you used to only share business things on Twitter on uh, LinkedIn. Now it's you know it's all, it's it's closer to Facebook. I think now with the kind of things that some people share on there. Uh, and it, it's it's purely because you know people want to see the person. People want to see the person behind the business. It doesn't make you any less professional to be and to be sat there talking normally. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and they also have another theory. So, for example, at my last company, uh, we had the very stuffed proxy firewall. So basically, every social media was blocked uh, besides LinkedIn. So oh, when yeah. you have only access to LinkedIn, then you start posting shit on LinkedIn <laughs> because there's the only platform you can access. So maybe not, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure not all companies have this, but most companies in, in which are more conservative block at least one social media, or I don't know if it's Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever, but m- most of them block stuff. So if you have LinkedIn and I, I think maybe nobody bats an eye if they see you at the office looking at linkedin because maybe you're just searching something business related (laughs) (laughs) you can post cats on linkedin all you want because nobody will bat an eye so i think that's also something that that's uh i don't know helped the popularity of linkedin of course it's also the job postings and all that and all the business normal business stuff which happens there but the social side of linkedin it's it's starting to look a lot like uh, like facebook and some sorts mm. i think it's a mix of uh, facebook and twitter because the content is pretty small and they also have that with show more so you can only have like two lines of text and then it's show more so it, somehow it promotes writing concise stuff small stuff or just sharing links because videos and images just show full screen mm. it's so. 
it's an interesting theory, actually. I'd never really thought about the fact that everything else would be blocked. But I, I think that's definitely one part of it. And I think the other part of it is is the fact that I've kind of got this other theory that when you introduce an algorithm to something, so LinkedIn didn't used to be like this, did it? It didn't really have an algorithm, so to speak. It, it was just like Twitter. It was just the latest post. But as soon as you introduce an algorithm, then people are starting to try and beat the algorithm and people start to see what content people notice, what content gets liked, what things get risen to the top of the algorithm. And I've noticed specifically with LinkedIn that things can stay at the top of your timeline for days on LinkedIn, even more than Facebook I've seen. So there, there is a, there's a very strong bias with LinkedIn's algorithm to make something that people just love, that people like, and things seem to go viral very easily on, on LinkedIn as well. So I think people, business people, yeah, business, just business people have worked out the fact that you need to kind of make cool and viral content as well. And, and then, you, then you get into all the silly kind of LinkedIn tropes that you always see, like people telling the story where they've woken up at 4am and, and then gone to the gym at 5 and then finished work at 11pm and and then gone to bed for 30 minutes and got back up again. Uh, yeah, I think there's, I think the algorithm's something to do with it as well. It's, it's interesting to see. I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, but it's... Yeah, no, no idea, but it's something that we should, uh, should look into. So my, my most viral post on LinkedIn was actually when I posted that I, I uh, quitted my job. So that was very popular. So it had like, I don't know, 70 something likes and, and comments. Of course, it was from former co-workers as, as well. But there were lots of people there which just mm. liked the, the post. So it, it's nothing really viral like on Twitter where you... I have a post now which has 700 likes or something. So it's not that kind of viral, but it was viral from link for LinkedIn because I usually have like five likes per whatever I write. So they are usually the same people that watch me and they are usually friends. <laughs> well, something I find quite interesting about LinkedIn is that I've kept an eye on a few people on LinkedIn. I don't go on LinkedIn that often, but I've kept an eye on a few people and Jack Butcher slowly started to get more popular on LinkedIn. He he he, he was dead at first. It, you know, he was huge on Twitter, huge on Instagram. He just can't crack LinkedIn because it's just not the right audience whatsoever. But now I've noticed he's posting the same things on LinkedIn. People are starting to like things. They don't go viral anywhere near the same level as they do on Instagram and Twitter. But we're not talking single figures now. We, we're talking like, 100 likes and things like this which which is a huge shift and then the other person i keep an eye on as well is a is a guy called stephen bartlett who who uh, he's got he's got a podcast called diary of the C uh, diary of a ceo it's at the top of all the business podcasts and uh he used to run a social media company he's left since and he's got um a huge following on obviously he's a social media guy so he's got a huge following on linkedin and instagram and twitter basically everywhere but on linkedin his posts do ridiculously well i'm talking like ten thousand likes fifty thousand likes uh, just hundreds and thousands of shares on some of the stuff that he shares it's just insane that kind of shows the uh kind of the the, the entertainment side i guess coming out in in linkedin 
quite interesting. Well, I, I've been watching Gary V for a very long time, and he he always said that LinkedIn is is awesome on on uh, basically discovery. So when you post yeah. stuff and it's get it gets a little bit viral, then it can really blow. So I don't know what's with the algorithm or how it works. I never really looked into algorithms on any social media. <laughs> I was never working in marketing or something, so I never cared. But uh, I guess maybe there's also some kind of content draft or how it's called on, on LinkedIn. I don't know if there's too much quality content there. So maybe that's why something that's a little bit above average does so good. Oh, you so, think there's too much quality stuff on LinkedIn? You think it's no, the no, other no, way? No, no. I think it's too oh, less too quality. too low quality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, Jesus, yeah, LinkedIn is not the place to go for quality content. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's that's what I meant. It's 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 really not. And most of my uh, LinkedIn feed is basically TikTok videos. <laughs> Yeah, it's everywhere. just as well go on tiktok it's yeah tick tiktok's just crazy I, I i refuse to install it i installed it once and i had it on my phone for three or four days and i was hooked on this thing it is it is chinese spy technology that it is is that hooks you you can't get off it it's like it's, it's so addictive and i just deleted it as soon as i just looked Look myself in the mirror. I like I can I can see TikTok posts just scrolling past my eyes as I'm looking in the mirror. Like I'm deleting this. That it, it's crazy. I had basically the same experience, and uh, I remember uh, at some point I had some uh, dentist work done, and I basically uh, woke up in the middle of the night because some pain here, and I I, I just open tiktok and it, it was basically morning <laughs> so, i felt like it teleported to the morning so it's that's i don't know void of of time consuming stuff you just open it and then half an hour goes away only by opening the application so it's that weird and it, in the uh, beginning it was a little bit uh, icky because you don't really like everything was there but after you like a couple of posts then it starts the it algorithm yeah. and then it only shows you what you want to see so then it's it's yeah you you, you lose your life there <laughs> yeah the, the the worst thing is like you're not you're not really learning anything or or, or seeing anything of value but you can't stop watching it because you want to see it because it's learned <laughs> everything you want to see so when i first went on it i was like right i don't want to see anybody dancing i'm not interested in any of that that was the thing on tiktok at the time all yeah. i'm here for is animal videos because i love stupid animal videos so i'm going to pick animals particularly cats and w within like 20 minutes all i was getting was endless feeds of cat videos uh I can't get off this. This is hilarious. This this is amazing. <laughs> exactly. It, exactly. It, it's voodoo. Uh, it's wizardry. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, they, their their algorithm is really on on another level. So yeah, they also have the content to do it. So they really have a very big selection of videos. Everybody posts there. So I kind of I kind of yeah. forget how big TikTok is because I'm not on it until I watch the England final. And TikTok are sponsoring Euros. Yeah. I'm like, gee, Jesus Christ, this this yeah. is how big it's got. I yeah. completely forgot it because it's out of my conscience a lot of the time because you kind of move in similar circles to me on Twitter. You know, I guess you might call it 
learning Twitter or intellectual Twitter or uh, wisdom Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Though that TikTok is generally shunned in the in those kind of circles in self improvement Twitter and things like that. So not many people really talk about using TikTok. The only yeah. people who I've spoken to who's spoken about it a little bit is Tech Tony that I had on the other week who uses it for marketing his business. Yeah, everybody calls him Tech Tony. Um, and he uses it to market his business. But I don't even trust myself to do that. I, I don't even trust myself to go on there and just post content and not consume content because it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's too addicting, man. Yeah. It, it's hard to do it. Uh, I, I don't know. I tried to post something, a couple of videos, but I think they were too serious for, for TikTok. So I just, uh, I just stopped because I also stopped using the platform. So I, I just put, I don't know, two videos. One was with me riding the motorcycle. So it was like a slope or something, a mountain. And then I just made some kind of panorama when it was winter from uh, my, my window. And it was everything like, uh, I don't know, something from Chernobyl movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had that kind of vibe one thing that i have noticed that's quite interesting about tiktok is book talk have you seen book talk no so book talk is so 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 tiktok is is generally considered to be like what you and i have just been discussing it's addictive it's full of pointless content there's no reason to use it book talk is people sharing tiktoks about books they've read that that's trying to you know make tiktok a little bit better a, a little bit educational more, yeah education a little bit more intellectual um and and i've, I've thought about it a few times and i kind of don't know how i feel about it i kind of think right yeah i i enjoy reading and it's quite cool that they're trying to bring this thing to tiktok to teach some of the millennials that there is something outside of TikTok, and it's called books. Um, so on one one side, I quite like that, but on the other side, it's kind of it's making content out of something that you should just we should all just go and do already. You shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to teach somebody that a book exists and it, they they need to read it. Somebody should just be able to find that. So I'm quite conflicted about it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say to be honest but the, the, i think the same thing can be said about uh doing i don't know business tips on on tiktok i think mm. it goes the same way should you do it can you do it would it be successful how would you put those tips out there in an entertaining way in a more serious way i guess it's all about experimentation if if you like the idea, just do it and see what happens. I guess. <laughs> well, I, I know I know it is successful because Gary Vaynerchuk's got a pretty good following on TikTok. I know he was one of the yeah. early adopters, but I, I know yeah. I know a couple of other people as well, like like Tech Tony. He's got quite <laughs> quite a big following on TikTok as well. Thirty thousand followers or fifty thousand or something like that, which which is fairly small in the grand scheme of TikTok, but it's still you know it's thousands of people that are looking at his stuff. Yeah. So I I, th I think it it can be done. It can be done, but should it be done? Is is the question that I'm really asking. Should you be doing that kind of thing for more serious content? I have no idea, man. 
But in, in the end, it's still content. It's content creation. If somebody watches it and finds value in it, I guess, then it, it's worth doing it. And that's all it takes. I mean, if you want to bring a platform to a more serious note, I guess that's the only way to do it. And I guess at some point this will happen because... I don't know, people that watch TikTok at, at some point might be interested in something else. And if that something else is available on that platform, they will still remain in that platform. So I guess it's also an incentive for TikTok to actually push whatever kind of content there is. So mm. from business tips to, I, I don't know, anything, video, marketing, I'm so, anything I'm... that goes on Twitter, I think can go on TikTok as well. Yeah. But instead of making small snippets of text, you do small videos and just say the things. So well, I'm I'm surprised really that they're not leaning that much into the whole business thing on TikTok. I imagine that'll be one of the next players that you know, Facebook did it with business pages on Facebook and LinkedIn was already business, but they made company pages and people started making company profiles on Twitter and things like that. So I think that's probably the next evolution of something like TikTok where it grows up a little bit and (laughs) businesses have all of a sudden got TikTok pages. They probably already have, to be honest. But There are lots of companies on TikTok as well and they are already having uh, commercials. And some commercials are even awesome because I I noticed some commercials which I didn't even thought they were commercials, which were awesome. So... (laughs) Ads are nice on, on TikTok. Isn't that isn't that worse though when you don't know <laughs> it's an advert? I don't know, man. If you enjoy it, I I I have no nothing against it. So uh, you're too you're too nice. You're too nice and not cynical enough. No, no, I'm really not cynical. I I, I appreciate everything and anybody because <laughs> I I don't know. Some somehow I can find advantages in everything, and I focus on that. I I never really was a cynical guy so it's it's just being in marketing it's just i've been in marketing for so long that you i'm not a cynical person at all but you're cynical to the reasons why people are doing some things because you know all the tactics so i can that's why i asked you whether you were using twitter growth guides or anything like that because my cynical marketing brain assumed oh he's actually doing twitter the way it should be done he must have learned how to do this somewhere <laughs> because that's how everybody normally does it. So my cynical marketing brain looks at things and sees an advert straight away. Even if they've designed it to not be an advert, all I do is see an advert and I can't I can't get past that because it's what it's what I do every day of my life and I I, I just see it so so transparently that it is an advert. So it it's uh I guess it's a little bit like you if if you're looking at some code, if you're looking at somebody else's code or whatever, you just, you see the negatives because it's the only thing you can pick up, right? (laughs) Yeah, I actually, uh, so while I also studied marketing a little bit in my free time, I also analyze ads because I like to analyze them. So what they are trying to convey, what's the logic behind it, what's the tactic, but at the same time, I can also enjoy a good advertisement. I don't know. It's I can just get past everything and just, okay, this is a very nice ad. What's a good ad uh, then? What's a good ad? What's your favorite ad? 
I have no idea, but uh, lately there were some uh, on Romanian television. Uh, there, there were uh, from Lidl. I think I, right. I usually enjoy all their uh, their commercials. I, I don't know why they they have this uh, focus on on family, on unity, on everything that's positive, and I, I like that somehow. They are it's- insanely good at marketing Lidl. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the UK as well, they're really really good at marketing too. They've they've got. I don't know if they still do it now, but uh, go look at their, um, or is it Lidl or is it Aldi? Look at both of them. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> but one one of them, when you go on their Instagram page and you scroll down, it it, scr- it they make all the images fit together, so you never you never get to the bottom of it. So you see this sometimes on Instagram where they'll make like twelve images and they all link together. Mm-hmm. There's never ends. You just <laughs> you're just scrolling down it constantly and it smoothly transitions into the next images it's it's mesmerizing um yeah that that's either aldi or Lidl that do that and i don't know if it's just the uk accounts but check it out it's, it's crazy yeah I, I can appreciate stuff like that <laughs> yeah the little things man the little things and uh i don't know i i don't really remember good commercials but i usually like when when they focus on positive stuff when they when they show that there's good in in the world because i think this is somehow missing from the mainstream media or how i don't know mainstream people use mainstream media because if you only focus on the bad things then only bad things will happen <laughs> around you so when i see an ad that shows positivity and hope i i just i'm an instant fan <laughs> that's why i don't read the news really because you, you're just surrounded by negativity when you read it it's I, i've said for ages and i found one eventually when i said this i said there should be a good news channel you know, the only thing it shows is good news. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see any of the negatives. I want an app and I want a website that's just full of good news. And I'll <laughs> happily sit and read that. Uh, and there is one. There's one. Yeah. I think it's called the Good News Network. But yeah, the Good News uh, newsletter is uh, by Sanket, I think. And he has it on WhatsApp, I think. Yeah. So it's like a newsletter where he has daily like five good news, something like that. So yeah, it's a very good idea. Yeah, I, I think that's where some, sometimes uh, on Twitter, that's where people get caught up. First of all, when they start using Twitter, they start following some negative people, and and then all of a sudden you you're just scrolling through negativity all the time. You got to be very yeah. careful with Twitter to uh, not really feel like that, and and that that's why I like Twitter because I don't follow anybody like that. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. So also my, my feed is full of pro- product, uh, I don't know, engineers, product developers, uh, designers, everybody that does something. So creative people. So all I see every day is people that do stuff. So <laughs> it's it's somehow uplifting that uh, I, I can also do stuff. People are doing stuff. Everybody's doing stuff. Get doing stuff, yeah? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Well, we've we've pretty much come to a point there, I think, because you've said the the podcast name. So I, I think we should we should we should end it. It's not going to get to a perfect ending, uh, man. It, it's it's kind of crazy how we came together because I think you just filled out a form somewhere to come to come on this podcast when I was first starting to interview people, um, and we ended up getting together and meeting completely randomly on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just so cool that we can actually do this now. 
it's just awesome yeah 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 exactly and also the the podcast that you started with arvid and and jamie that that was basically my request <laughs> it was it was and we we need to get you on it at some point because yeah you you came up with a name i think didn't you no no no. i came with the idea the name was oh, you uh, did. i don't know you did yeah 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 you 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 came with the idea um yeah. you said we should get on a podcast together and then i can't remember who came up with the name but yeah. I, I've I've still got the bell sat on my desk over there <laughs> that that needs to go to somebody. So uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll have to post it to you or whoever. And we need to get you on the show. We'll we'll definitely do it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> do you want to say anything? Plug anything or promote anything? Or I don't know. Follow me on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> I have also an ebook. Which I I, uh, I don't market it any don't market it anymore, but I need to get back to it. So I had all my mind maps for three months that I created, put everything in one ebook, and it's available on on my Twitter page. It's a pinned post actually. So Perfect. Maybe. Cheers, man. That's it. I'll see you soon. Cheers. See you around. <laughs>